My name is Kirsty. Good afternoon. This is your pilot speaking. This is Jim, and you're flying on Escape, Escape Hamilton, Hamilton Airlines. We did an escape room this weekend that was all about being on the plane. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it yes. in the podcast. Yes. I realised, so the very last thing we did before we recorded this episode was we watched the opening scene of The Great Muppet Caper, which is a song called Hey A Movie about how they're going to do a movie. And it explains who each of the Muppets will be playing. And they're describing that they're about to do a movie. And I think that that's influenced the start of this podcast for me saying, we're going to do a podcast about it. <laughs> hey, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be tangents galore. It won't go as planned. And then we'll take a trip over to Hinterland. Hey, hey a, a podcast. podcast. We will go quickly off topic, starring everybody, everybody and, and me. me. Oh, I was not ready for singing. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It's just like, oh, my performance was not uh, up to my standards, my exacting standards, which you were all so used to. Hey, it's it's important to just lower your standards because if you set yourself a very low threshold, then it's much easier to be impressed. Mm, I quite agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so we went back to Trapped. 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 There's been... an apostrophe there. I feel like you just say trapped. Because, like, when you see, um, I don't know, C A N apostrophe T, you just say can't. You, you don't, don't say, say connotator. Connotator. That has a, a different connotation. Wow. Did you plan that from the start? Nope. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. And so we went back to Trapped. At Mata Mata, and we did their third room of three. So we've done all the rooms there, which I'm kind of sad about because I really like their rooms. Yeah, it's just a lovely establishment run by lovely people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was chatting to the room attendant, and uh, she said their boss was lovely as well. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. I'm, I'm happy for everyone involved. And they were very accommodating because we arrived like a minute after we were supposed to start because mm. we were booked in for one and we turned up at 101 because mm. uh, we took some wrong turns on our way there yeah. and I realized as we were about 10 minutes out that I needed snacks yes so Kirsty dropped me off at the petrol station next door mm. and I ran in and got a bag of chips yes and was eating them on the way in and I... then handed some over to Kirsty and what they must have thought about us because we we kind of wandered through the door like two cookie monsters just going <laughs> hum, <laughs> rum, 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 rum. like more chips coming out than yeah. going in <laughs> yeah. i mean i like to think she was charmed by us i i like to think everyone's charmed by us yeah um anyway uh she was so accommodating she just kind of let us nosh away while we were paying for the room and we were I don't know if this will get her in trouble, so maybe cut us out. But but we were allowed to take our chips into the room. Yeah. Mm. Well, I I would say that we didn't ask if we could take chips into the room. Yeah, we, we just, just did. did. <laughs> and uh, well, we we took them in and we put them in the little uh, milk crate that's for your a milk crate's an international thing. Surely. Yeah. 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 
like the sort of plastic, uh, what, like two feet cubed ones? Well, I'd say they're definitely an Australasian thing because Australia and New Zealand have very similar milk bottles. But I don't know. When you go to America, they drink their milk out of cardboard cartons. So I don't know if they would have milk crates the way we do. And in England, sort of stereotypically, the... The milkman with his white coat and his hat and his tiny car with a <laughs> horsepower of three. Um, and the twinkle in his eye that yeah. all the ladies love to see. Mm-hmm, that has strangely transferred to a lot of the children in the area. You, you're carrying like a wire basket mm. that's sort of like the uh, six pack of beer bottles comes in, but made out of wire and it's got milk bottles in it. And... We didn't put our stuff in one of those. I'm talking about a a tub that's a cube, and the length, width, and height of the cube is your standard beach ball. Is like I can't think of a better thing that would go inside a milk crate than a beach ball. Yeah. Anyway, we're spending a <laughs> lot of time. <laughs> anyway, my point is, my point is that we sort of when we went in, we rolled up our bag of chips and sort of put it into this milk crate. And then uh, sort of left it there for a bit. Mm. Then as we started the room, I was like, oh, I'm still a little hungry. (laughs) The chips are still there. Yes. There's no one watching. Yes. I'm just going to pick away at these. Yeah. And I like to think we were very considerate. We we would eat some chips and then we would wipe our sticky fingies on. Well, we would wipe our greasy fingies on ourselves rather than on the room. You go into the room. And it's set up to look like the cabin of a passenger plane. And it's got the seats. It's got uh, the like doors to the airplane bathrooms. It's got a door to the pilot's office. It's also got overhead compartments. And as we came in, our room attendant said, just uh, so you know, look out for this corner here. You will bump your head on it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you very Yeah, I, I know how to not bump into things. Thank you very much. And oh, hubris. Oh, when dear. I reached down to get some chips, as I came back up again, a kaboom, boom, boom. And that was my punishment for eating in the room. Mm. So if you're the owner of Trapida in Matamata and you're listening to this thinking, there needs to be some punishment delivered here to my staff. Don't worry, the punishment has already been delivered to me. <laughs> Did I experience a comeuppance? Yes. Will I learn from this? Absolutely not. Hey, look, when you need a snack, there's very little that stops you. Mm. It's like, um, the only thing I can think of is there's this old movie called The Secret of Rowan Inish, which is about selkies, which are these women that wear the skins of seals. And um, if, if you steal their skin, they fall in love with you. But once a selkie finds its skin, neither chains of water nor chains of love can keep her from the sea. And that's like when Jim needs a snack, neither mm-hmm. chains of... Did I say chains of water? I meant chains of steel. Jeez, I've had too much gin already. Anyway, Jim could not be stopped from snacking and neither could I. At the Enmore Theatre... In Sydney, they have a snack bar and there's a big sign with sort of like Art Nouveau writing above it and sort of picture like hand-drawn paintings of small children eating their Georgian lollies. And it says snacks, but it doesn't say snacks. Um, The N is doubled 
And so it actually says smacks. And I went there for years before I actually noticed this. That above the snack bar at the Emmaus Theatre, it says smacks. And so <laughs> when I went in for these chips, I got both. I got snacks, I got smacks. And that's the end of the introduction to this room. <laughs> so as we said, it's made up to look like the cabin of a airplane. As is tradition in Trapped, we were asked if we would like a clue to start mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And as we have learned, we, we don't, we, we're not cute about it anymore. We don't say, I don't say no to a clue. No, we do not want to leave any room to be misinterpreted. Yeah, put it so, all on the table. Yeah. So I said, yes, please, we would like a clue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the clue was, you're going to have to bleep this out. The clue was, look in Yes. Yes. Well, the clue was, look in and in there, mm. and inside there will be your clues to mm-hmm. get started. Mm-hmm. And so we got these out and started rummaging through them. And we found what was very clearly a clue. And we found a combination lock, but didn't put two and two together. <laughs> or like, well, so there was a document that had some numbers on it and it didn't match up with the number of digits in the combination lock. And so I immediately dismissed it, not seeing that they were very faintly underlined mm. to just let you know, only use these ones. Yes. Um, I think in fairness, I mean, the time between us eating the chips and us seeing this first <laughs> clue was very brief. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think the snack juice had crossed the blood-brain barrier quite yet. No. Because we we needed to get a hint. Mm. Yeah, straight We Well, not straight away. We looked at everything for mm. five minutes. Yes. And then decided that we weren't getting anywhere. And so once again, uh, Traffida they have a telephone that will call the front desk and you can ask for hints as many times as you want. And this one was one of the phones that the crew used to do their safety announcements and and do their cross-check for arrival and all of those sort of things. (laughs) And the cabin crew do some doors. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. And so we got a hint to put it all together. But I think, like, looking back on it, I think it actually helped us Mm. to be stuck for that first five minutes because it meant that we did a thorough search of the room. Mm. And so we spotted lots of small clues that we might have wasted time searching for or not knowing what to do with later on if we hadn't found them earlier. Yes, no, I agree. And I think we also had a slight edge because in the year of our Lord 2019, you and I spent a lot of time on airplanes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Jim was living in Australia and I was living in New Zealand and uh, we, we spent a lot of our long weekends flitting in between the two countries. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was strange to step into a room that is... Uh, a jumbo jet for international travel. Mm. It was like, oh, this is a sort of escapist fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing I want to touch on before we move on is the thing they got quite accurate to a point where it made me slightly uncomfortable was the light level. Yeah. Yeah. It was that strange kind of dim light that mm. the airplane goes when you're on a long-haul flight. Yes. And it's kind of too bright to sleep, 
but too dim to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it was, it was great kind of immersion, but it also kind of gave me a slight emotional headache. Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't get a physical headache, but it just sort of made things just a little bit harder. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It, I think I, I certainly felt it because of the colour of the light, and that was just in the, the main cabin. Yes. Um, there were other areas, like the galley where the air crew prepare meals and things, and then later on we got into the cockpit and there was the bathrooms and things like that, and, and those were all quite brightly lit. Mm. Um, but yeah, the attention to detail, once again, the rooms at Trapeter are so clean in their design and yeah. it's so like note perfect yes. that you get a sort of giddy thrill from just being in the room because mm. it, it's, it feels like the thing. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I think um, the emotional headache is more from the fact that I have a bit of airplane fatigue. I right. think from the year of our Lord 2019, where I spent a lot of time on airplanes. <laughs> I think for someone who only takes a flight once a year or once every couple of years, it would have been a delight. Which is now pretty much most of us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we opened this first lock and it opened up information that got us into our next drawer and into the next thing. And we sort of went boom, boom, boom Mm. and got a few things pretty quickly. Yeah, it it all sort of is a blur in that middle section because we were flying. Uh Yeah, the chip. Hey. 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 No, no, I was just going to say that the the chip energy had finally entered our, our brain box. And so we were using all of that fuel. Well, I want to say it entered the brains mainly for you i was a little behind you because there was one point where we had to look at a diagram and turn it into a code for a combination lock and i was completely over engineering it in my mind going like oh i can count this many dots on and this many dots on this one so therefore you've got to add them together and multiply them by the square root of the blah 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 blah. and you're like uh it could be that yeah it might be (laughs) or there are these numbers that are written on it (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. It's, it's probably this. I was like, well, we can try it both ways. We can try it both ways. Let's do your first. And then it was your one. I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> the room was pretty linear. Yes. But I didn't really mind it because it was just the two of us. Mm. I think if there were more of us, it might have been... Harder because there would have been more people just sort of standing around trying to find what to do next. Hmm, yeah. Because there I, were a few puzzles that felt like they were just sort of one or two person puzzles. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, I don't know if Trapped Posts kind of recommended group sizes on their site. Let me have a look. Yeah, thanks. Well, actually, I'm just looking at their website now to see how many people are allowed in. Um doesn't have exact numbers, but I did find a tab that says rules. And here are some of the rules at Trapita. The first one is, have fun! This is compulsory. Sets an interesting mood. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second one says, you have three clues per game. Use them wisely. Oh, and that's... That's not the case at all. No. And it's uh, better for it. Yes. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Absolutely. Anyway, one of the later ones is, we know it's exciting... Please do not force anything. Break anything. Sure, with you. Be excessive with your behaviour. Okay. 
Okay. Or use foul language. Ah. Oh. So. We use foul language all the time. Well, we should have been kicked out. <laughs> don't don't let them know, Kirsty. They're going to bar us from their premises. I mean, I think the number of times I said hell yeah beach was probably in the upper ones. <laughs> <laughs> upper ones. The so does upper ones mean one or does it mean nine? The the upper ones means between six and nine. <laughs> <laughs> I also just noticed that the last rule here is uh, absolutely no photo or social media sharing of any internal aspects of the rooms. Hmm. So that's the end of this podcast. You can catch us on Instagram or <laughs> Well, we're not we're not sharing details of the internal aspects on social media we're sharing them on a podcast yeah and for example we took a photo inside nana jan's kiwi batch um but our room attendant took that photo so and they never said don't post this anywhere Mm. you know what these rules feel like rules that were written before the room's were opened Mm. yeah and i think that now that the rooms are open um and people have adjusted to what the reality is like they've adjusted the way they invigilate Mm. them um yeah I, i would say that we are following the spirit if not the letter of these rules i agree the legality of our review aside, let's continue with it mm. and maybe we'll get a takedown notice and we can take them to DMCA court for <laughs> the artistic merit of our review. I don't know. Let's make it more artistic. Um, um, the room was like a Pollock. No, it wasn't <laughs> like a Pollock at all. Who's well, one I- of those artists that does like really tightly controlled pieces um i don't know edward hopper yeah sure (laughs) this room was like a nedward a nedward edward hopper (laughs) (laughs) painting (laughs) well it's got lots of artistic merit we sang a song at the beginning you know it's brechtian it's multimedia it's anyway it's cute we go through and we open different compartments and solve different things. One of the things that trips us up is that we find that need to go in. But what trips us up is that almost all of them have information on the back. Yeah. And because we put them in straight away because you look at them and go, oh, I know where this goes. Yes. In it goes. And then later on, you're looking for information. And you're like, where we should have received a clue about mm. what the code is for this thing. Why mm. we're not looking properly? Where and so we called back to the front desk and they're like, uh, "Yeah, it's just on the back of the." Oh, yes. thank you. Yes, I think uh, that's one of the puzzles that I think is completely fair mm-hmm. because we have both looked at and handled the information. But because we're in that escape room tunnel vision, we haven't recognized the information. And so I think maybe when we're elite level escape room solvers and we can keep the coolest of cool heads, (laughs) we might have been able to see that information. Yeah. Um, Kind of like 
in Heist and Heist 2.0, there's a lot of stuff there hidden in plain sight mm. that you don't see because you're in that escape room tunnel vision. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's another case of our training working against us that we see mm. these cards and go, I know what to do with this and do it straight away. Yes. Rather than taking the time to absorb all the information first and then work out what the best thing is to do with it. Absolutely. we. Uh, I love to cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> and also just the escape room literacy thing. There's a rule that has a lot of exceptions, which is if you have interacted with a prop once, then you don't need to interact with it again. And most of the time that's right, but yeah. sometimes it's not right, and that's what trips us up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the cockpit is the first compartment of the room. No, not the cockpit. The cabin is yeah. the first part of the room. The second part of the room that we open up is, I believe, one of the toilets? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they have gone to good lengths to make it not look like a functional toilet. Yes. Because I have no doubt that if it was any more realistic looking than it was, then they would be cleaning it out on the reg. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as you lift up the seat, there is just a complete lack of any... Yeah, it's just grey wood. Yes. Very clear, do not... Do not do your business. Do not besmirch this piece of grey wood yes with your ablutions and your vile brown (laughs) depositions (laughs) well i certainly won't sound very (laughs) coy about that Sounded like I was making kind of a thinly veiled accusation, like, well, I, I certainly won't. <laughs> and then I'm just sitting here not saying anything, and I'm guilty by omission. So we go through the toilets, we get the next clue, the next thing. There were some nice clues in the cockpit involving the different switches and dials mm. on the panel. There were some great little things that were hidden around the cockpit. Yeah. Cockpit. Cockpit. Um I was just struggling with getting that word out and then as I said it slowly, it made me realise like, oh, this is getting rude. I used to teach English to primary school kids. Um I was a tutor. And one of the things that I really enjoyed doing was getting the kids to read to me. Cause seeing their faces like as they worked something out and like nailed it or like we would have a discussion about their book after they'd read it and like dig into like did you like this story did you not did the character do the right thing or that sort of thing i loved it and one of the stories it was like a it had the word country in it and this kid was trying to read it and they kept getting stuck in it and they would have been like four five maybe and they were going country country and I was like oh close but we actually break it up uh, so let's just take it a little bit this first bit here uh, is uh, it's actually not pronounced count it's pronounced (laughs) Uh, so we've got tree as soon as I'd said it I was like I I can't let this kid know that something I have said is wrong here (laughs) because as soon as a kid knows that there's a rude word they're going to latch onto that mm-hmm. and run with it. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, cockpit. Um, <laughs> Which there's nothing rude about at all. No. No. And this was a... It's just a pit of cock. Exactly. Hmm. And there were a couple of different puzzles here, which we did reasonably well, I think. There was one that we got stuck on Mm. because, again, we'd put one of these in its spot and hadn't read the information to open another thing, which gave us information about what order to put some things in. And then we got through that, got through that. Oh, we haven't even talked about the premise of the room. Oh, my gosh. The premise of the room is very straightforward. Off you go. There's a bomb. Keep going. There's a bomb on the plane. It's going to blow up in an hour. you got to figure out how to stop it. Yeah. Stop the bomb. And there's a lovely little touch in the middle where you get a ransom note from the gang who have planted the bomb here. And it's the Stump Hill gang who are the same gang of criminals as in the Wild West saloon room. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did not pick up on that. That's delightful. I, th- I think it is. Um, it may just be in, like, the description of the room. That's gorgeous. Canon across two of the rooms. Do you think there's a link to Nana Jan's Kiwi badge? We never really found out what Kev the Kiwi was famous for. Maybe mm. he's, like, the Cray Twins or... Ivan Malat or something. (laughs) Like a famous criminal. Well, Jim, I've just come up with a headcanon. Yeah. And I cannot be convinced otherwise. I think Nana Jan is the boss. Because remember how intense the security was at her badge? Yeah, she's hiding something there. Yeah. She's at the top and no one would suspect Nana Jan. Oh, my God. And I think there's also an amazing story of the longevity of the Stump Hill gang mm. in their lasting from like Wild West times through to the present day. Mm. I think that's a movie. That <sighs> maybe that's our next bonus episode is we'll sketch out the plot of the Stump Hill gang cinematic yes. universe. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. That's our next bonus episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> Watch out for that one. People who support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Jim Fishwick to hear that episode, to hear other bonus episodes, just support the show in general. Pitch over. And then we got through the last few puzzles. Uh, they were There was a nice combination of different things to be done. Mm, yes. Um, did we end up using two hints or three? I think it was just... Two. I agree. I only there was one right at the start, and there was one just at the end where we hadn't read the information. Yeah, on the clue. Yes, and we got out in something like twenty-one minutes. Yes, which mm-hmm. was in fact mm-hmm. a record. <laughs> This song is available on Spotify. And it's a real love letter to Yankee Doodle. You know, it's it's just our tribute to Yankee Doodle and and the Numelist. So that was a really lovely way to round out our trilogy of rooms at Trapper de 
in Matamata, what they do is they have a, like a, a wall of fame. Uh, if you beat the record, they take a, a nice photo of you and they frame it and put it on their wall. Yeah, printout. I know. Yeah, it's not just a chalkboard. No, no, no. And and also we did it on hard mode. We That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were getting through everything. And I also noticed that the people we had beaten had come to the room a couple of times because they'd also had the record for Nana Jan's Kiwi Batch. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. So we might be stirring up some beef. With the Stump Gang? No, I can't remember what their name was. It's oh. something like the Searchers or the... might have been their surname or... Right. I, I can't remember. Uh, is there anything else that we need to say about the room? Hey, I love Trapped. If they do a fourth room, I cannot wait to play it. Same. Mm. Same, same, same. Mm. The the puzzles aren't the meatiest that we've encountered, but they're so, like, slick. Yes. And that, like, not in a sort of, like, greasy car salesman way, but it's it's just not effortless either, but... Everything works. Yeah. Yes. I, I think it's the sort of thing where for the design to feel easy and straightforward it takes a lot of work and that's the sort of thing that you don't notice when you're playing it Mm. because you're just moving along like you're it's like you're about to sleepwalk as you walk off a bridge and they sort of like start building things to allow you to continue to walk yeah or here's my example Uh you ever go into the contact us page of a of a website and there is an email address that's a hyperlink. Mm-hmm. And I never click on them because it always opens the wrong email application. So I yeah. have to like hover the mouse over it and select mm-hmm. it and put it in my chosen email application. It's the feeling of accidentally clicking on that hyperlink and it opening the correct email oh. application. <sighs> that's some relatable stand up right there. You you know what it's like, guys. You know what you 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 gotta copy and paste it. You yeah, because you you don't set up your computer right. You'll do it later. You know what I mean, guys. Hey, tip your waitress, <laughs> Jim. What would you rate this room? I had a real great time here. I'm gonna give it a four point eight cows you can see out the window of your plane as you're moving down the runway of Mutter Mutter Airport. Kirsty, what would you rate this room? Um, I too love this room. The design was immersive. The puzzle design was so sleek and so fine-tuned. And um, it was like going down a hydra slide. So enjoyable. And yet when you come out, you're like, oh, I wish I was on there for longer. Mm. (laughs) And so I'm going to give it a 425 uh, tray table in front of you is upright and seat back is upright as well out of a possible five. Well, we're about to begin our descent into the end of the episode, so please make sure that your seat back is upright and your tray table is securely fastened. And if you are sitting in a window seat, that your window shade is opened all the way. The captain has switched on the seatbelt sign, which means there will be no more jokes from now until the end of the episode. 
If you enjoyed your flight with us, you can follow us on Instagram at Escape Hamilton, where you can request a vinyl release of our Yankee Doodle tribute album, and support us on Patreon, where you can listen to our upcoming bonus episode about the Stump Hill Gang Cinematic Universe, or SHGCU for short. Bye! Oh, God, that's going to come back and bite me someday. Hey, you don't have to leave it in. But you can. <laughs> <laughs>